Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Happy Hostess Podcast. I'm so excited to have MK Hennigan of In the Curious Kitchen to help me round out the series for Thanksgiving. I've known MK for a while now, and I love her food, her recipes, and I know that our listeners will too. Thank you so much for being here, MK. Hey, Christy, thank you so much for having me. What an honor. Oh, I'm so excited. So please tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got started. So I am a Kentucky native, born and raised in Frankfurt moved north to Fort Thomas, Kentucky, where I spent uh, 25 plus years in corporate sales. And then in 2020, my career changed, much like many of the people here in, in the U.S. because of the pandemic. So I made the choice to start in the Curious Kitchen. It is a space, it originally started as a space only on social media to celebrate my North Carolina grandmother and my Kentucky grandmother and my mother's recipes and the influence they shared with me and then quickly became products. So I knew I had to bring income in since I had lost my job. So that's where all the products that I now have on my website were born from. Uh, That it is. I love your inspiration. Well, thank you. It's um, It was one of those situations where I decided I no longer was going to let anyone else control my career. I had gone through two. This was the second time I had been downsized. The first was in 20, 2008, which was a difficult economic times for our country. And when you're in sales, you would think people would keep you because that's your job is to bring in them money. But it's obviously not in those two cases. Right. But I, um, after going through the second time, I was like, you know, no more. I am. I'm in a stage of my life where I want to control things. And here I am today. Well, good for you. Do you so what you have anything new right now or exciting in your business? So I do. I launching this holiday season is a new cocktail kit and it's not on my website yet. And I'm obviously very tardy in getting that done, but it's a Kentucky mule cocktail kit. So traditionally it's, um, you know, a Moscow mule, which they use vodka, but here in Kentucky, as you know, Kristen, we do love our bourbon. So I switch things up and put my own twist to it. And now have a Kentucky Mule Kit. So it has everything. It has the copper mugs, dried limes, lime juice, a lime reamer, because I do love fresh limes in mine. But and all the accoutrements you need to make a Kentucky Mule except the bourbon. So that's new for the holiday. Plus, I will be at the Cincinnati Holiday Market, the Maid Market in Louisville, the Maid South Market in Franklin, Tennessee, and the city fleet in Cincinnati. So those kits will be available at those markets. And then if I can get it together, it'll be on my website with my other products. 
That's so exciting. Please do get it on your website because I think that would be such a fun gift for somebody to have a little project right there. Yeah. So on the website, I also have my, um, I do have two other cocktail kits. So I've got the mint julep cocktail kit, which in my opinion, you can drink a mint julep any time of the year. It doesn't have to be in May for Derby. Yes. And also I have my original cocktail kit, which is the old fashioned, which is a nod to my favorite cocktail. So those are both on the website. And yes, it is my goal in the next day to get the Kentucky Mule on the site as well. I'm excited that you're going to have that available because it's always good to have creative new drink cocktail kits for gifts. Yeah, it's an easy gift. It comes all wrapped up in a box. And so you don't even have to gift wrap it. If you want to put a bow on it, great. If not, just hand it to your your person and they have a lovely gift to open on Christmas day or for any occasion. Oh, that's even better. If you make it simple for us, we appreciate it for sure. Yes, for sure. Well, since this series is all about Thanksgiving, why don't you tell us what yours was like growing up? So my Thanksgiving growing up was spent with my dad. My parents divorced when I was 12 And so Thanksgiving was our holiday where we would travel to North Carolina and be with my grandmother and my North Carolina cousins and have table full of food and and all all the things. And that's how I spent Thanksgiving in my youth. And then when I got married, Thanksgiving shifted to celebrating it with my in-laws, my husband's family. And until we still do that today. But we've added in some other, you know, friends are like family these days for us. And so we've added an additional tradition to attend our friends Thanksgiving as well. So we have two dinners and or two meals, rather, Thanksgiving meals in one day. That's a lot of fun for us. That does sound fun. That's a lot of food in one day. <laughs> it is a lot of food, but we pace ourselves. At our family's Thanksgiving, we don't eat as much. At that celebration, we save all the big meals and big plates of food for our second celebration. Yes, growing up, I always had two Thanksgivings on one day. So I know all about the pacing. Yeah, you just have to pace yourself. Exactly. Now, do you have a Thanksgiving tradition that just really brings back memories from when you're young? Yes. So my tradition, if you're not surprised, is about food, right? Right. So stuffing or dressing, uh, we call it stuffing, but my mother never stuffed the bird with it, was my favorite part of the meal. And so when I got married, that's what I decided to make and bring to my in-law's house. Well, my mother-in-law, that was her favorite thing to make. So you can imagine she wanted to have hers and I wanted to bring mine and they're very similar recipes. So I decided many years ago to put a twist on a traditional dish and I found the most delightful little cookbook. I think it's 50 stuffings and dressings and it's probably out of out of print now because it's it's old, but it's really a great inspiration for me to look at every year and create a new an exciting version of dressing to serve at Thanksgiving. So every year is different. There are some elements that are traditional, and that would be your basic 
probably sausage and the spices, but the other elements are all unique and different every year. That is such a fun way to bring creativity into the meal. I never heard of that. I love it. It is. So the the dressing that my mom and my mother-in-law served was soggy. I mean, we all know, we may remember our parents doing this, laying out the white bread to sit out and stale overnight. Yes. I mean, I love doing it with my mom. I mean, that was something we did. Tear it up, you know, the next morning and then pour a lot of stock on it. And it was really soupy. And the favorite parts for me were the corners because that's where they were crisper. So I wanted to continue that tradition, but in a, a new elevated way. Well, that I can't believe you found a cookbook that had 50 recipes. Oh, it's crazy. And I pull it out every year and it takes me a minute to find it, but I don't know why I don't have it sitting close to where all my other cookbooks are, but it takes me a minute to find it. And then I just look through each one and pull elements out of it. It's just great fun. It's a big thrill for me to do every year. I bet. I'm going to have to look it up just to see if it's available on Amazon. Yeah. Oh, it's a good book. It's really, it's got great inspiration. Okay. So tell me about the type of side dishes that you had besides stuffing for Thanksgiving as a child. Like what was your favorite? What was your least favorite? So stuffing was my favorite by far because it included gravy and I love gravy in any form, whether it's turkey gravy or sausage gravy. Another favorite of mine was green bean casserole. And that was my favorite as a child, but as I've gotten older, I have grown out of that and has switched things up, at least for our family, to switch green beans with roasted Brussels sprouts. So that is still a green that we have, but my mom would also make, and I haven't made it in a long, long time. She would take a pear out of a can, take a scoop of cream cheese, and then take shredded cheese and sprinkle it on top. And that was our salad. And I love that dish more than anything. And it's, um, so it's is that cold or hot? No, it's cold. It's cold. Okay. I don't think she put any other kind of dressing or anything on it, but it was pear and cream cheese and shredded cheese. I don't know where that came from, but it was tradition in our house. And it's one side dish that I need to bring back and I need to put my twist on it this time. This year. Yes, you, you should. That is, I've never heard of that before. It's it's one of my mom. It was one of her specialties. She loved to cook. She wasn't a great cook. She did love to do it, but um, that was certainly something that was the specialty of hers because it was easy. Right. And it's and good it to have we, something easy. Yeah, for, sure. for sure. And it was something we always had too. It was definitely something we always had. And you were asking me earlier about traditions and I want to share this because it just came to mind. One of the things that we always did, whether it was whatever the holiday, Thanksgiving or Christmas, we always had appetizers in advance of the meal. Right. And are you familiar with a hanky pank, hanky pankies? That sounds familiar. Remind me. So it's, again, easy. Ground sausage and hamburger. At least this is what my mom did. Velveeta cheese and olives melted, then spread on party rhyme yes we just call it something different (laughs) okay okay and um there's uh, there's lots of names for it i just 
found out through Instagram that the Pepperidge Farm Party Rye has been discontinued. They no longer make it. No. Yes. So, oh, oh gosh, what do we going to do? I don't know. There's a whole forum talking about it. I have some ideas. I'll probably just get rye bread and cut little squares and waste the whole slice of bread. But right. again, one of those traditions that's very tasty, in my opinion. And my kids love it and our friends love it. So, again, yes. we're, I'm all about tradition, but also t- making adjustments along the way for more of a modern approach, too. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to come up with something. I can't believe that they that they discontinued that. That, no. that never would have occurred to me. I know. There's another company that does produce it, and I'll have to get you the name, but it's, it's certainly not going to be the same. Oh, thank you. Please do. Um, yeah, we have that every all the time. And and you're right, everyone loves it. Like the kids like it, the men love it for sure. Yeah. 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 And it's it's easy for us to to figure out right. to get time to make. Exactly. Um, now you mentioned Brussels sprouts as one of your side dishes. What do you do with those? Do you have bacon or uh super easy? So um your listeners can go to my website for the recipe, but it's super easy. I just take my Brussels sprouts, cut them in half, toss them with olive oil, olive oil, salt, and pepper, roast them in the oven. And then because Brussels sprouts are bitter, right? I do like to add a sweet element and I love to put on top of them pomegranate seeds and then toss them around. So as you take a bite, of the Brussels sprout, you're always getting a little sweetness from the uh, pomegranate seed. And it looks pretty as well. I bet. I want to try that. I've not had it with pomegranate seeds on it. Yeah. Again, I- another another easy side. And then also on the website, and then this is one of my husband's favorites, is a stuffed acorn squash. I just think squash are so beautiful anyway. Right. And this recipe we developed as a nod to my daughter, Lily, who's a vegetarian. And so it has the squash, of course. You're going to roast that. And it has quinoa and garlic and sage and garbanzo beans, as well as cherries and pecans. And so it's it's hearty and it can be her version of stuffing or dressing, but it's stuffed in a squash. So it's another part of the meal is available as well. Oh, that's creative. That's a very good idea. Yeah, and that's on the website too. Okay, with your two Thanksgiving celebrations that you have, does one person do all the cooking or is it like a group effort? Oh, it's definitely a group effort at both celebrations. So each person in my husband's family is assigned a dish. And still to this day, I step up for the um, the dressing. And also at my friend's house, I bring dressing plus a couple of other things. But everyone has their traditional dish that they bring. And if you want to add something to the to the mix, well, then we certainly allow that. One thing that we like to always bring is a salad. There's, as we both know, Thanksgiving food can be heavy. So having a salad as part of the um, assortment on the table is always a good thing. And interestingly enough, it's always gone. There's no leftovers. Yes, because everyone needs a little bit of freshness to cut the, yes, all the rich they certainly do. What type of salads have you had? Oh, gosh. Oftentimes, it's what we have in the fridge. 
So it'll be lettuce greens. I, I really enjoy 80 acres. And I know many Kroger stores carry that brand, but it's all—it's always fresh. It's washed. So, you know, there's that time-saving element. And then we'll add apples, sliced apples, more than likely garbanzo beans and some pecans. Toss it with the dressing. And well, actually, my husband always wants to toss the salad, but I ask him not to because it wilts so quickly, you know, when right. you do that. So when we have it at Thanksgiving, we always serve it, the dressing on the side. And that way everyone can put their own dressing and how much and when they want the time. Yes, it doesn't ruin the rest, whatever's left over too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that 80s acres is wonderful. I cannot believe the difference in quality between that. And I usually don't use bagged lettuce, but... um, I don't even know if you call that bag because it's actually like in a container, but. Correct. Yeah. It's actually, um, their facility is very close to where I live and I've had the opportunity to see it. And it's an amazing feat of an urban garden. It's really, it's really something. Oh, I didn't know it was that close. I had no idea. Sure is. Um, Now, as far as for someone that is kind of new to cooking, what are some side dishes that you might recommend for them? Like if they're hosting Thanksgiving for the first time, do you have anything that's simple or easy to suggest? Oh gosh. Um, a salad's easy, right? Right. Uh, you, if it's your first time and you're not, you're not, you're a little scared to cook something that's would be considered difficult. Gosh. Roasted Brussels sprouts, I'm telling you, it's the easiest thing you can do. Like I mentioned, you take the Brussels sprouts, cut it in half, put it in a bowl, toss them with olive oil and salt and pepper, and that's that's done. You know, that's super easy. It is. Uh, super easy. And like my version, I put pomegranate seeds, which is the great thing is about pomegranate seeds is that they're available at the grocery store already, the pomegranate's already seeded. So you don't even have to go through the hassle of doing, getting the seeds out of the pomegranate. Thank goodness, because that's a mess. I know, I know. Don't be shy of, uh, this is not even being shy, but a great way for a beginner is to support a local restaurant and buy side dishes from them. Certainly we know that the industry, the restaurant industry has, has suffered greatly over these last few years. And many restaurants are offering, you know, holiday sides as part of their menu for their customers. So that's something easy. Just You just want to order in advance. Uh, like I said, a salad, the Brussels sprouts. I'm going to say this and it may make people crazy. But <laughs> right ahead. <laughs> this is for the beginner. Stovetop stuffing is a good base, right? Right. So take the base of the stuffing. If you don't want to go through what I go through, but I, I enjoy it. So it's it's not difficult. It just takes some time. And then from there, add things to it, like sausage, like apples, like pecans. Certainly seasons nicely. Right. So you can dress up something that is already there for you and makes life convenient and then make it your own. And I think a, a stuffing or a dressing can be what you like. Right. And that's a, a big time saver there too. Yes, it is. And the, the, spi- the seasoning that they have put together, I think it's delicious. 
Yes, I, yes. I, I think my mother-in-law tries to at least put some of the stovetop in her stuffing that she makes too. Yes, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> no, shortcuts are your friend. <laughs> yes, they are. Now, what about if we are traveling to someone else's house and we're bringing a side dish? Do you have any suggestions for ones that are easy to bring and travel well? All are not transportable. If your dish is soupy, like sweet potatoes with a lot of sauce or something like that, that's not a great item to bring. Anything that has a lot of sauce to it, I would leave that for somebody else to make. Okay. I also highly recommend, depending on how loaded down your car is, is to put it on a sheet pan in the trunk and then put some boxes or something around it to keep it secure. Even though we don't have too far to to go to our celebrations, we still do that. That way there's room in the the car for the kids and us and the dogs, depending. (laughs) And um, the dishes are secured in the back of the trunk. So that's something that we do as well. That is good advice. I have made that mistake before. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have. And always wrap a towel around it to keep it warm as well. Good tip. As an insulator. And it kind of keeps the traction. Yes. Helps it stay in one place. It serves multiple purposes. Yes. Now, how many side dishes do you need to plan for? Like, can you have too many or what do you think? Oh, I would say no. You never can have too many because left. too many means leftovers. And I adore Thanksgiving leftovers. So we, as I mentioned, we have our meal early with my in-laws and then later with our friends. But the next day, the day after Thanksgiving, heating that up is is delightful. Those different side dishes. So, no, I don't think you can have too many. I mean, obviously, you want to have enough for everybody. So everyone gets a, a, a good portion on their first line through and then um, make sure there's enough for a second scoop for everybody. That I want to make sure when I'm bringing a dish that there's going to be enough for everybody and then also consider the leftovers. And when you're trying to figure that out, how much is enough for everybody? Like, are there any serving size rule of thumbs when it comes to side dishes? Like, what can I expect? Like a traditional nine by 13 pan of, of let's say stuffing. So I go a bit bigger. Okay. I go and let me, it may be 11 by 14. So what I, how I make my stuffing is I do it in a lasagna pan. Okay. Because it's deep, right? And and it will hold a lot of product. Let me get the measurements. Maybe 11 by 14. I'm not sure, but I'm looking here. I've got my computer up. Let me see here what I've got. I can compare it to what I have at home. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. 10, <coughs> excuse me, 10 by 17. So even bigger than I thought. Okay. So that's the size of the lasagna dish. So I fill it to the top and that gives my family of 22 and my in-law family um, Enough for everyone to have one or two scoops and then some leftovers. Okay. So, yeah. That helps. And if you have a smaller crew, then obviously make the 
make serve it in a smaller dish but then it also depends on if your family likes leftovers and if they like to eat on their thanksgiving dinner throughout the week which we do so that's why that larger pan is not a big deal to us right cook once be served several times (laughs) and i will tell you this thanksgiving is the only time i like leftovers no other time of year do i like leftovers I think you are not alone in that. I hear that a lot. Yeah. For some reason, they just taste better when it's Thanksgiving. So what do you think that people don't think about when they're planning for their side dishes? Um, Is there anything that might help them plan better? Oh, gosh. Yes. And this is important to me. Shopping local for your ingredients. Using Shopping at your local farmer's markets. I know we're all programmed by... uh, the marketing to shop at the at our big box stores because of all the sales. But right now in the economic times we are in, I think it's important to shop local. And so I'm lucky enough to live in an area that has a farmer's market throughout the, the year at Finley Market in Cincinnati and also in Fort Thomas, we have a farmer's market. So I think it's important if you can, and it takes some time and it takes some effort to shop your local farmers and use local ingredients because that just helps our local economy. Right. And and more importantly, it tastes better because it's grown right here and it's fresh. Yes. And it makes a difference for the way it tastes. It makes a difference for them too. Yes, absolutely. So if, if if I could um, say anything, it would be to support local and uh, use the freshest ingredients as possible. So which side dishes are simple to make in advance? And are there some that are better left to make on the day of Thanksgiving? So in advance, the stuffing, dressing, for sure, because you can prepare it the day before, two days before, put it in the refrigerator, take it out the day of Thanksgiving, let it get to room temperature, and then bake it and let it get crispy and crunchy, or however you like to serve it. We like crispy and crunchy, add the gravy, soften it up. Your salad can be made day of, morning of, your Brussels sprouts. Definitely, you want to make those the day of. I mentioned the salad. If you like cranberry sauce and you like fresh, as fresh as you can get by getting your cranberries from Massachusetts, Um, (laughs) it's not local but it's close enough right right Uh, you could do those in advance because that's fairly simple you just put your cranberries in a a pot you know pan on the stove put some lemon juice sugar a little bit of water let the berries burst open and it creates a gel and then you can put that in a Tupperware in a plastic or glass container, put that in your refrigerator and then bring it out the day of, the, you know, right before you're serving. Anything you can do it in advance is, is great. So you can always chop your Brussels sprouts or cut your Brussels sprouts the day before and then toss them in the olive oil the day of. The acorn squash that I mentioned, the stuffed acorn squash, that certainly can be done in advance. Because it, you can just hold it in the refrigerator and then bake it off again to warm it up. Oh, good. That's definitely something you could do. Also, I like I mentioned, you know, fresh, right? So a salad. If you have 
a vegetable tray. You can use vegetables that are seasonal. And um, you can certainly cut those up in advance. And if any kind of dips that you have, you can make those in advance as well. So in my world, I start thinking, I start thinking about Thanksgiving now. I plan it out. I get my magazines. I go through my magazines. That's one of the greatest joys I have is to gather all my magazines from current and past, get inspiration. I mentioned that cookbook that I have. And just go through and study and think and form ideas and make my list and then go from there. So plan ahead. Plan ahead, at least for me. Yes. We all have a lot going on and I enjoy the planning. You know, I do enjoy the planning. And and some of that is because, as I mentioned, I shop with some local farmers. So if I don't purchase my items from them early enough, they'll be out. So I want to make sure that I get the best quality. Yes. And I feel like the anticipation of planning, like the planning and the looking for inspiration is half the fun. Oh, it's so much. And so for me, it's, it's, it's great. I love it. It's a big part of it. I might not make any of the things that I look at, but they've inspired me to get into the holiday spirit. They inspire me on this year's edition of dressing. So there's a lot of ways that planning helps me for sure. My heart for this podcast is really all about helping the women that's new to entertaining or hosting in her home so that she can get the information that'll help her build up that confidence to really enjoy entertaining, inviting people into their home and not dread it. So what does hospitality mean to you? Oh, it means a warm heart and a big smile on your face so that that person who is new to entertaining feels comfortable whether when they're coming to your house and they're they're seeing how you are at ease but also um entertaining for me is just it, it means opening up your heart and there's no wrong way to do it the fact that if someone's inviting me over to their home i feel really lucky that they're thinking of me so i love the idea of of being with people no matter if we're having a big Thanksgiving dinner or something or steak or something fancy or just sitting around and having a cocktail and low stress, no pressure. To me, it's just being with with your friends and with your family and everyone's laughing and there's big smiles on everyone's face. That sounds like the perfect time. <laughs> yes, yes. And creating memories, memories that you may not think you're creating, right? But you are creating a moment with your family and friends when you're together. And you know, Christy, as my, you know about my story. That's what In the Curious Kitchen is based on. That's what I'm based on. I mean, that's that fuels me is memories of the past that really inspire the future in my world. Yes, it's, it's a lot of little moments, like you said, that you look back and that really are creating bonds and ties to those people that you were with, your family and your friends. Yes, you definitely are. You definitely, definitely are. And just being present in a room 
when you do have people over or you're at a party, I think that's so important that as a hostess, you make sure that you greet everybody. We always like to have a cocktail waiting for everybody when they come in the door, get their drink order, whether it's a, uh, a signature cocktail or we have drinks, whether alcoholic or non-alcoholic available, get something in people's hands so they can start chatting with others and, and feeling comfortable and settle in. Yes. That first drink and that first touch when they walk through the door is so important. Yeah. One thing that I do, and this is important to me, when we have people over, we want to make sure that everything is set and ready before our first guest arrives. That way there's no running around on my part or my husband's part to get things ready. I invited people in. I want to make sure if the invitation said 6.30, that first person that arrives at 6.30, the party is set and ready to go. There's no delay on my end to get ready. So making that person feel comfortable. That is the best advice. And it will make the hostess feel comfortable. There's nothing like feeling uncomfortable, like feeling like behind. I know because I've been there many times. Right. So, yeah, the stress as the hostess is off you because five or 10 minutes or whatever your time, 15 minutes, because people do arrive early, but 15 minutes before the party starts, literally the candles are lit. Everything's ready to go. So you as the hostess can breathe and the guest who arrives early feels like the party is as much for them as, as it is for the person that arrives 30 minutes late. Right. That's great. Very, very good advice. I know that I have trapped that I've fallen into before when I've been inviting people over is that thinking everything has to be just perfect. Now, now I know that there is no such thing and that's okay. Um, Do you have any hosting stories that you're willing to share when things didn't go quite as planned? Oh, gosh. Not anything that I can remember, but... I think in that, like I mentioned earlier, and being prepared early, you can mitigate some of those risks, I guess. I've never had any snafus. Maybe a few times people have been overserved, but for me, that's been a little that's been a lot of fun. Giggles and laughs from that. Silly little dance, maybe some a dance party that, that we didn't plan. Right. Uh, but that was fun. But no snafus that I can recall. And the oh well, I guess if anything, the biggest snafu was we have we have two dogs. And they they love people outside of our home, but when people are in our home, they're not big fans. So we have put them upstairs in a bedroom and they have barked all evening and that bothered me, but there's not a lot I can do. And what I thought everyone was hearing that and it was bothering them. Nobody really paid attention. So as a hostess, we see things with such a critical eye and that eye of perfection, but what is perfection, right? It's our own, I don't know, illusion of, of what's perfect. I don't know. Yeah, Illusion is the best key word there. Yeah. Not real. (laughs) Not real. Yeah. Perfection is not real. No doubt. Okay. I have a few questions for you for a little speed round. Yes. Are you ready? I am. I am. Okay. Your favorite food in general? Cheese. Your least favorite? 
don't really have a least favorite. I'm always willing to try anything new. Oh, oh, oh there's something I don't love. Potatoes. Oh, my goodness. Now, I love I, french fries. Now, this is weird. I like french fries. I don't like a baked potato or a boiled potato or anything like that. Mashed potatoes. They're not, yeah, not a huge fan. I love french fries, though, yeah. but not any other form of potato. Okay, your all-time favorite cookbook. Oh, gosh. Um, the one my mother made for me. Oh. Several years after I got married, she grabbed a spiral notebook and wrote all of our family favorite recipes in it and gave it to us. And it's such a treasure. I refer back to those recipes all the time because they are not only favorites of my, my myself and my siblings, but also my family as well. So it is something that I just treasure like you can even can only imagine. You're inspiring me to do the same. Yes. I would highly recommend it. If you want to write a cookbook for your family or you have your parents or your in-laws still around where you can chat with them and, and get the recipes, I think it's so important. I'm lucky enough that my mom wrote it in her handwriting and she wrote little stories about oh. each recipe, which were just great reminders of where she found the recipe and where she found the inspiration. And most of that inspiration came from her friends and her, um, the ladies that she worked with. The, the little note, I never would have thought the little note about where she got the recipe. That's really, that's good. Very, it's really very sweet. Good. Yeah, it it's is. really sweet. I'm so glad she did that. Okay, next, your celebrity crush when you were a teenager. Oh, Donnie Osmond. Donnie Osmond came to my, what was it? My junior, senior prom and sang. Oh my goodness. He just happened to be in the hotel at oh my goodness. night. And one of my friends who's um, not shy, <laughs> just went up to him and asked if he'd come sing a song. That and he did. Up. That cracks me up. Yeah, we got to watch him on TV and, you know, it's just, just imagine him singing Puppy Love to me directly. I mean, that was all I ever wanted. <laughs> I didn't get him to sing Puppy Love to me, but I could see him, you know, on the TV, and that was good enough. I love it. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Elf. That is a good one. I do love Elf. I do love White Christmas, and I also like Charlie Brown Christmas. But overall, I would say Elf, now that I've gone through all these years. <laughs> I feel like you can just watch Elf over and over and over again. Yes, you can. And it's really great. It's so funny. What are you secretly wishing for for Christmas? Oh, a little rest. <sighs> that would be well-deserved, wouldn't it? <laughs> a little rest. Um, I'm the type that... I'll buy my, if I want something, I'll buy it. So when my husband and my girls get me things, it, it's, I mean, I tell them things that I'd like, but um, I don't need big gifts, really. I love them, but I don't need anything. I would like, well, I will say this. 
if anybody's listening, my husband's listening, <laughs> I would like the largest size of the um, stove Dutch oven. And I think it's a 13 quart. I have all the other sizes. What color? Uh, the black to match the other ones I have. Oh, so he would know <laughs> already he would know. which color. And he would already know. He would already know. Yeah, I'm, it's not an inexpensive piece of kitchen equipment, but right. the size below that, we use that all the time. And we'll make big pots of chili and soup and it's all the way to the top. I'm like, oh, if I just had that larger size. So maybe this is my year. I haven't ever asked for it. So maybe that's what I'll ask for. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I might just answer that. Well, MK, I have loved getting to talk to you again. And I know our listeners have learned so much too. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, like on social media and your website? Yeah. So my website is inthecuriouskitchen.com. And Instagram is the same. Facebook is the same at In The Curious Kitchen. And I um, also have a newsletter which goes out weekly. Also with stories of memories of food and growing up in Kentucky. So lots of places to find me. Well, thank you again for joining me. This special Thanksgiving series on the podcast. I appreciate you so much, MK. Well, Christy, thank you so much for including me in this special time of the year. And it's a favorite holiday of mine. Probably more favorite, uh, better better holiday for me than uh, Christmas because it's about food and family. And that's so important to me. So, yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I hope you and your family have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We will. And you the same. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.